There's a lot of exciting things happening in Israel and the Middle East. And you know what? If you're not reading Israel, my glory, you should be. Now, if you're not already a subscriber, you can get a one-year free subscription of timely, insightful articles on trends that affect Israel and the Christian world. You can get your subscription by visiting foiradio.org. Welcome to the Friends of Israel Today. I'm Steve Conover, and with me is our host and teacher, Chris Katolka. Last week, Jewish people all around the world celebrated the Feast of Shavuot. You may know this as Pentecost from the New Testament in Acts chapter 2, which is the day the church was born, the day the Holy Spirit came just as Jesus promised. And because Pentecost is the day the Holy Spirit came indwelling those new believers in Jesus the Messiah, we wanted to focus today's program on the work of the Holy Spirit how the Holy Spirit ministers in the life of a believer, and how we can yield our lives to the ministry of the Holy Spirit as we grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. But first, the news. According to the Times of Israel, a senior official at the governing body of the Palestinian Liberation Organization is planning to adopt a resolution that would freeze its recognition of Israel and would only recognize Israel if they recognized a Palestinian state. This decision comes as a result of the U.S. and now many other countries moving their embassies to Jerusalem. Well, here's my take. The Palestinian leadership never really recognized Israel as a legitimate state. They would hint to the idea of it on camera for the world to see, but then behind the scenes, they would speak differently to their people. If they would have legitimately recognized Israel, they would have agreed to the numerous times Israel offered them significant land to establish a Palestinian state. From as early as 1947, Israel has wanted to live in peace next to their Palestinian neighbors, and Israelis are truly the ones who have recognized the Palestinians since the very beginning. Grills is the kind of guy you want to be stuck next to you if you're ever stranded on an island in the middle of nowhere or, or deserted in the tropical rainforest or even left to face a snowy mountainous terrain with very little tools to survive. Bear Grills is the host of the show Man vs. Wild where Grills is dropped into an inhospitable place uh, showing viewers how to survive. And, and some of the stunts he pulls to survive are really out of this world. But nevertheless, he always makes it home safely because he's been trained to. Grills was trained in the British Army Regiment of the Special Air Services, which trains in unarmed combat, desert and winter warfare, survival, climbing, parachuting, and explosives. Something out of a movie. So, so you can see where he gets this knack for risking his life to survive these threatening situations. Well, GQ did an article on Bear Grylls called 10 Essentials, the Bear Grylls Survival Guide. And in the article, Grylls lays out some non-negotiables when surviving the great unknown, like an extra pair of hiking socks, a a knife, trash bags because they are light and can be used for anything like shelter or collecting rainwater or hiding the smell of leftover food from hungry animals. And don't forget a laminated picture of your family, he says, uh, for motivation. 
But the one essential that really stood out to me the most as I was reading through the article was that he always carries with him his grandfather's New Testament and quotes the verse, Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Be sure of this, that I am with you always, even unto the ends of the earth. Grill says this about Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. He says that when you're, when you're in the kind of situations that I'm in, this is a good verse to have around. Bear Grylls knows that there is more to surviving the wilderness than just socks and a knife. To really survive life as a believer, you must recognize the tools God has given you by the work of the Holy Spirit. Now this weekend as Christians, we celebrate Pentecost, the day God poured out the Holy Spirit on the church from Acts chapter 2. Listen to Luke's account of the event from Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Now, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a violent wind blowing came from heaven and filled the entire house where they were sitting. And tongues spreading out like a fire appeared to them, and they came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. The Apostle Peter picks up on this amazing moment when the church is born and and quotes the prophet Joel in chapter 2 when he says this, And in the last days it will be, God says, that I will pour my Spirit out on all people, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Now bear in mind, Pentecost is originally a Jewish holiday. It's called Pentecost because it marks 50 days since Passover. And in the Hebrew, the holiday is called Shavuot, which means weeks. This was one of the holy days on the Hebrew calendar where Israelites from all over were required to come to Jerusalem to worship God. That's why in Acts chapter 2, you have Jewish people from all over the world in Jerusalem hearing the gospel and coming to faith in the Messiah Jesus despite the language barrier that may exist. The coming of the Holy Spirit is such an important part of any believer's life because it's through the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life that you are growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. And I want to share with you some important attributes of the Holy Spirit because just as Bear Grylls plans for his crazy trips into the wilderness by thinking strategically about what tools to bring, God has not dropped you off in the middle of nowhere with no tools as a Christian. In fact, I believe everything you need as a believer in life is in you already. And you just have to know the tools God has given you through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And so the first one of these greatest tools that God has given you through the Holy Spirit is that at the moment you put your faith in Jesus, you were indwelt with the power of the Holy Spirit. He seals you. God sent the Holy Spirit down as a payment for greater things to come. Listen to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. And when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed in Christ, you were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, who is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. That Greek word for down payment is erebon. 
That word is used in Greek to convey the first payment that shows a guarantee or pledge for the completion of the transaction. To me, it's kind of like a layaway plan. If you've ever done a layaway plan, you put some money down to buy something you want and that product is yours now, but you don't fully have it yet. However, no one can take it away from you. So now you're waiting in anticipation for what's coming to you. And the same can be said of the Holy Spirit. He's your down payment for something greater that's coming. You've been sealed, it says, until the day of redemption. That means you can never lose your salvation because the Holy Spirit has sealed you until the day Jesus returns. So first, the Holy Spirit, what is this amazing tool that the Holy Spirit gives us? He gives us hope. We need to know God will never abandon us wherever we are on our journey with him. He has sealed us. And we have that gift and we have that tool of hope of being able to look at any circumstance that life throws us because our journey with God is full of ups and downs. Moments of sheer joy when it feels like we take three steps forward only to be encountered by moments of sadness, doubt, and uncertainty, and we feel like we take two steps back. But God's gift of indwelling us with the Holy Spirit helps us through these times of joy and pain. And personally, I know when I've spent time in God's word and I allow the Holy Spirit to use God's word to change me, I grow deeper in knowing who God is. John 16, 13 says that the Holy Spirit is the one who guides me in all truth. But then in those moments of profound loss or emptiness, again, the Holy Spirit is at work as a comforter or counselor in those moments, according to John 16, verse 7. And for those moments when we just flat out go off the course, we take the wrong path. We defy all the signs that say, warning, don't go over there, stay on the path. And yet we follow the urge to go off course. That, that happens. It's called sin. When you miss the mark, when you go off the path, God in his mercy and kindness has indwelt us with the Holy Spirit to convict us of our sins, according to John 16, 8. He is the voice in our hearts that is telling us this is not where you should be. Turn around and get back on the path. And we need that because our hearts are prone to wonder. Are you utilizing these tools that God has given us through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, who, who is working to guide us and direct us, to give us hope, to bring us back in line with God's will for our life? If the believer is listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit and following the guidance and direction of the Holy Spirit, then the ministry of the Holy Spirit produces fruit like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In whatever circumstance life's journey throws you, wherever you are, you can find joy if you yield to the Spirit. Peace when there isn't any. Wisdom to be patient in the moments of fear. Kindness in the times of stress. Goodness when evil is surrounding you. Faithfulness in a selfish world. Gentleness in the middle of hostility. And self-control in a self-indulgent world. 
the fruits of the spirit set you apart from the rest of the world because it's more natural to be angry and hostile when things don't go your way. It's more natural to be to act impulsively when tough decisions need to be made. It's more natural to indulge in the pleasures of the world when the journey gets rough. But God has given us the fruit of the spirit to show the world a different way. Folks, these are only a few tools that God has given us through the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And here's my question. Are you using them? Are you relying on them as you journey through the Christian life or are you wandering aimlessly? Now listen, when we return, I want to show you how you can take hold of these spiritual tools, the tools of hope, the, the, the tools of, of being guided by the Holy Spirit, of yielding into the Holy Spirit, of allowing him to give you direction and all of these amazing things comforting you and counseling you as you journey through this Christian life. So be sure to stick around. of Gold segment here on the program is loved by many. Hearing friends of Israel's own Svi Kalisher's timeless adventures in Israel and the way he shares his faith with anyone he encounters has inspired countless people around the world. Right now for a limited time, and this is the last week we're doing it, we want to offer our popular book, The Best of Svi, at a special discounted price. The Best of Svi is a compilation of his most popular stories. This unique sampler will inspire and encourage you as you see God's infinite love, wisdom, and power in action. Walk through the streets of Jerusalem with Svi as he converses with people of all backgrounds and all types of places, army camps, hospitals, schools, synagogues, workplaces, and even in people's homes. Again, this is the last week you can get this special offer to order your copy of The Best of Svi. And for more information on this special price, Visit foiradio.org. That's foiradio.org. Welcome back, everyone. Last week was Shavuot on the Jewish calendar, and the Jewish holiday Shavuot, as we've been talking about, is the same as the Christian celebration of Pentecost. So Shavuot is Pentecost, and Pentecost is Shavuot. And and we've been talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life because it was on Shavuot slash Pentecost, that God poured out the Holy Spirit on the church in Acts chapter 2. Now, earlier we were talking about all of the tools God has given the Christian to navigate the Christian life through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And, And let me tell you this, you've been given all those tools the moment you believed in Jesus. When, when the Holy Spirit indwelled you, you didn't get a little bit of the Holy Spirit. Then God would promise the more you believed in him, the more you would get. No, when you believed in Jesus, you received every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. You have everything you need to walk with God in the Holy Spirit. 
But the question is, are you using those tools? Or maybe you're wondering, how do I use these tools more effectively? Well, Paul in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 says this, And do not get drunk with wine, which is debauchery, but be filled by the Holy Spirit. If you want to know how to grab hold of the tools God has given you through the Holy Spirit, then you have to allow the Holy Spirit to control your life. See, Paul is making a perfect connection here. He's saying, don't waste your time getting drunk on wine. Because see, you're allowing the wine to control you. When you drink too much wine, it controls your thoughts. It controls your actions and your inhibitions. Whatever control you once had is lost when too much wine takes over. The wine controls you. And Paul is contrasting here. You see, he's saying, instead of allowing any substance or circumstance or person to control you, be filled with the Holy Spirit, which is another way of Paul saying, be controlled by the Holy Spirit. If filling up on wine controls you the wrong way, then be filled up on the Holy Spirit who teaches you, who guides you, who reveals your gifts to you, who strengthens you, who gives you hope, encourages you, calls out the sin in your life, seals you, and empowers you. Is the Holy Spirit controlling you? Are you relying on the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life? Or are you allowing people to control you, circumstances to control you? If not, this is a great weekend. Uh, The weekend after Shavuot, Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church to ask the Holy Spirit, take control of every thought. Holy Spirit, take control of every action and begin to use all the tools that God has given me to walk with him on this journey called life. Because remember what God said, be sure of this, that I am with you always, even unto the ends of of the earth. Israel, on the verge of becoming a state, a teenage Holocaust survivor arrives on her shores alone. His name is Svi Kalisher. Little did he know his search for a new life in the Holy Land would lead him to the Messiah. Svi, enthusiastic to share his faith, engaged others in spiritual conversations, many of which can be found in our magazine, Israel, My Glory. While Sfi is now in the presence of his Savior, his collected writings from well over 50 years of ministry continue to encourage believers worldwide. Now, Apples of Gold, a dramatic reading from the life of Sfi. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 2, it is written, I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. At the bus stop recently, I noticed an old man who needed help boarding. I assisted him and sat next to him on the ride into Jerusalem. I asked him, why are you going into town by yourself? Where are your children? He answered, if I waited for my children to help me, I would never get there. Do your children go to the synagogue? I asked. Of course, he replied. They're like me, law-observing, sin-fearing people. I said, it is written in Exodus 20 and verse 12, Honor your father and your mother. Are they honoring you? He replied, It is hard these days to find such children. 
when we arrived in Jerusalem, I helped him off the bus and said, If your children were really following the Lord's commands, they would not leave you alone. He said, I am 94 years old. Every day I want to die. I have no hope. I told him, Even in your old age, you can be fruitful for the Lord. As Psalm 92 verse 14 says, They shall still bear fruit in old age. He commented, I know the entire book of Psalms by rote, but I never thought about that portion before. I responded, that is because you know the book by heart, but you do not have it in your heart. We spoke for a long time, and then he asked, Do you go to the synagogue often? No, I replied. Then how do you pray? he asked. I answered, from the depths of my heart and the Lord hears and answers my prayers. I continued, I have four adult children, and they respect my wife and me because they worship the living God rather than following false teachers. He really opened his heart and said, I have five children, and none of them bring me any satisfaction as a father. I told him, our God will bestow his love and mercy on those who will receive him. And I then read Isaiah 53, 5 and 10. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. This man was so interested in what God has done for us and why he would do this. I took him step by step through the plan of salvation using mostly Old Testament scripture. He asked, Why have I never studied Isaiah 53? I told him, Because your false leaders have discouraged you from doing so. You cannot be saved by killing a chicken, which the religious Jews do on the Day of Atonement. He asked, Then how can you be saved? I replied, Through the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. And after several hours, I led him back to the bus stop, and he said, I will never forget our time together. Thank you. I pray the Spirit of God will open his eyes and heart and he will come to salvation while time remains. Thank you for joining us today. Chris, as we close, the Apostle Paul says you should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Does that mean you have to constantly be filled like a cup? You know, can you lose some of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I don't think that that's what Paul was trying to communicate. I I, I honestly don't believe a, a believer is a leaky cup that you constantly need to be asking God to fill you with his Holy Spirit. I really believe that what God is trying to communicate through the Apostle Paul is this. Instead of being controlled by wine, allow your life to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. That's the most important thing. Allow the Holy Spirit to permeate every thought and action that you have. And it's in those moments that you live out the fruits of the Spirit of peace and 
patience and kindness and goodness and love and mercy, all of these and self-control, all of these gifts that God has given to us, these tools for walking the Christian life today. So Chris, would you say it's about us submitting our will to God's will? A hundred percent. If you have not subscribed to Israel My Glory, then you can get a full year at no cost. Visit fyradio.org. There you can also find the book we're selling at a special price, The Best of Svi. Remember, it's the last week we're doing this. Visit foiradio.org to learn more. That's foiradio.org. Our host and teacher is Chris Katolka. Today's program was produced by Tom Gallione, co-written by Sarah Fern, engineered by Bob Beebe, Mike Kellogg read Apples of Gold, and our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide Christian ministry communicating biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while fostering solidarity with the Jewish people. The Friends of Israel Today remains on the air thanks to the faithful giving of our listeners, just like you. So if you would, prayerfully give today. If you'd like to donate, visit foiradio.org. Again, that's foiradio.org.